So Alexis and I have been like, you know, continuing to watch movies that she hasn't seen and like just to be like, all right. And then this is another aspect of like cinema and film that like you can get into and like, oh, like this is a thing that like movies can do, Uh you know, or like this is just a good movie you need to see. Right. Mm hmm. But the other day, and, and it's usually me picking the movies, right? Um, unless she's like heard of a thing or knows of a thing she wants to watch. And so it's always this process of like, okay, well, what kind of movie do you want to watch? Like, what's your vibe? Like, what kind of things are you wanting out of this movie? Mm-hmm. And so this time she told me she wanted something suspenseful. And I was just like, interesting, okay. And like, unfortunately, sometimes I misjudge movies or misremember a movie that mm-hmm. I haven't seen in a while. Mm-hmm. And so I was like suspenseful. I was like, you know what? I was like, Enter the Void was a really cool movie. Like that movie I remember being suspenseful as Enter the Void or Into the Void? Enter the Void. Oh, okay. Maybe it's a different movie. You're talking about the one where the the guy dies sort of or yeah. has it okay. I thought that was Enter the Void. No, nah, it's Enter. Oh. But um Enter the Void. Yeah. Hang on, okay. Or maybe it is yeah. Enter the dragon, into the void, into into the void. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Anyway, but it's the one where the guy's like in, in Tokyo or something. Yeah, he, it's a dude in Tokyo and he's like gotten into selling drugs. That, and That's what came to your mind when you thought suspenseful? Well, here's the thing. I misremembered the movie. <laughs> what did you think it was? I mean, it was like, because like I haven't watched this since I was like 19, right? Yeah. But I remember watching it a bunch and thinking it was a really cool movie, even though it was like fucked up and intense. Yeah. I just remember like the music and the camera stylings that like, I thought it would be a fun, different type of suspenseful. Yeah, like yeah. not just like a suspense thriller movie but like maybe emotionally suspenseful it is emo- right yeah i mean it, it is emotionally it, it suspenseful. is that it's just but not it, what i would think of when i when but, someone wants. but it crosses the line from like suspenseful to stressful is right. what it does really fast yeah and so i, I misjudged on this one you yeah. know i didn't remember half the movie i didn't remember half like there's so much like really well done like incestual vibes and tensions in that movie like it makes yeah. you want to suck on a nipple so bad this is the Gender Fluids Podcast. I'm Ava Smart, a 26-year-old trans girl and bottom-leaning switch. And I'm Ariel Isaac Norman, a 32-year-old androgynous vagina person. And we're the only queer podcast that isn't super gay. Gender Fluids is a podcast about all the sex and all the people. If you want to get in contact with us or follow us, you can find us on Instagram at Gender Fluids Podcast. On Twitter, we're at Gender Fluids Pod. Our email is genderfluidspod at gmail.com. And you can find us on Patreon under Gender Fluids. Enjoy the episode, y'all. Yeah, well, um, can I can I just say I actually have only seen the first maybe half of the movie once when I was like 23 and I was very high and it was late at night and I remember being like, wow, I need to, you know, finish this movie sometime, but I just never have. So Yeah, I mean, it's one of those movies that like spoilers. it's two and a half hours and yeah. it like it it fucks with you. It fucks with me like watching it's just like, oh my god, like this is an intense sensory experience. Yeah. Anyway, I misjudged the movie, but there is one scene where you get to see, uh, I say get to, I, I guess, but like you you see an abortion happen, but like 
not in some cutesy cutaway. It's just like a girl with her legs like spread open, like the speculum's yeah. in. And you see like a rummaging around, a thing comes out and some more rummaging around, yeah, right? Like rooting around. That's like how I <laughs> jokingly, <laughs> yeah. you know, like playing a game of Operation. I mean, they're <laughs> literally doing that, right? Yeah. And like one... Which is not how all abortions are, by the way. No. A lot of times people are taking pills now. Yeah, right? That's, that's what I thought. I was like, I didn't think that this is what we did Those all are, the time. Well, in the older days, I mean, before that movie was made and or if the if it's a later stage abortion. but Yeah, which it, it is. Yeah, once this is... Once you're past, I don't know how many weeks, but more than more than 10, 11, 12, it could be even like, you know. Yeah. And so as I'm watching this, like already there's been a lot of incesty stuff going on with like that dude's, the main character's sister, like kissing his neck and ear and like mm-hmm. kind of being like, you want to fuck me, don't you? And right. And then he's, you know, dead and traveling through all the yeah. points of his life. And so you see his mom and like, he remembers like sucking on her titty then looks at his sister's titty as she's working in like a strip joint. Right. And like, right. there's a lot of weird incest vibes and you're like, damn, this is actually kind of hot in a dark fucked up yeah. way. But then it cut. Then so after all that, then you get this abortion scene. You're like, wow, this is really taking like a dark <laughs> turn to the kind of chill incest vibe. It's you almost there. like they're doing a Clockwork Orange to you about your incest. You know, they're yeah. like, oh, you turn on my incest abortion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like, um, <laughs> but then there's this shot afterwards. Like you know, the movie is a lot of long camera yeah, shots yeah. moving around, looking through the room as if you're like, you know, this floating disembodied, like you in the Ooh, afterlife. They should make this into a VR game. They should. It would be fucking tight. You could easily kind of adopt, adapt that to that, really. Yeah. But, uh, so it goes through the room that the abortion was in and then it comes and it slowly like flips over to where you're directly above like a kidney bean like shaped uh, tin that has like the fetus in it and it's mm-hmm. like, you know, a little baby developed like fetus no i mean you can kind of like see it. it's like i don't know what term the stage of like the pregnancy is it's like like the outline of a little baby it's yeah it's like got a giant head like you know tiny little body right yeah but it's like the movie's like oh i know you're really stressed out but how about i start on this fetus and i slowly spiral and zoom in on its fucking head and then I'm going to come back out and do that again zoom back out. (laughs) Oh, and guess what? We're going to go back in again. You're going to stare at this fetus for like a minute and a half as the camera slowly spins around, right? And like after the movie was over, Alexis and I were just like, fuck, dude, like that was fuck. I know she was like, she was like, wow, yeah, definitely not the kind of suspenseful I had in mind. Like we were laughing at by the end of it, we were where we were just like things were happening. We we're just like, exactly. Jesus Christ, this movie just fucking won't stop. Yeah, <laughs> right. And is it but, streaming on anything right now? I'm sure. Yeah. But like then we started talking about like I was like you know, making a joke about the fetus scene where it's like, hey, how about I fucking slowly zoom in on this fetus head until we enter the fetus's head, man, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And she's just like, please stop. Stop talking about that. <laughs> and so I stopped talking, but then my head's fucked up, right? So I keep riffing inside my own head, which makes myself laugh. Like, I start yeah. chuckling. She's like, what are you laughing at now? I was like, I can't tell you. You told me to stop talking about it. She was like, fine. I was like, well, now... Now I'm just imagining like a big, like one of those big square butcher knives just like chopping up like a bunch of different baby fetuses. Like you just got a big 55 gallon barrel full of like baby fetuses. You just like scoop out with like a big scooper you use to get bulk nuts and things. And so you just got this barrel of like baby fetuses. You're just chopping up like chopped liver. Yeah. And then you can fry baby fetuses. Right, and Into the Void too. Yeah. Um, now that we're inoculated to this level, we need more. 
yeah, I mean, but it doesn't that seem like there would be a be, thing yeah. like a fried what, baby fetus? What do we do? Yeah, totally. And in, in a kind of can't post- you eat them? <laughs> apocalyptic version of yeah i mean i assume you could eat them well and that's that's what you know i remember like uh if if veal young cows taste good why not the fetuses uh, have to taste the best have to taste the best right so no bones so you're just squishing right yeah the younger you are the tender the meat so but yeah i don't know yeah i don't know that like uh what what is it you know made of like the is it mostly it kind just, of yeah what, what are we do we have good meat and fat at all by the time you know, no the i think it's probably just like a fun yeah. gooey mass is it kind of marrowy you know what i mean but is it like yeah. a dense source of nutrition or is it kind of well that's why empty I thought, calories you know i don't it's, think it would be a dense source of nutrition yet not, not a superfood <laughs> no i think this is more of like a fun state fair item like deep fried deep baby fried fetus baby fetus yeah because like the goo, I think like the goo of it years. would be good with like a nice crisp like fried chicken outer shell. Once we have a sense of humor as a species, and we're and we're also like in a really like different kind of version of the world where it, we it's po- kind of post apocalyptic. You know, we just don't have the, there's the world is not green anymore and it's not growing stuff and whatever. We really do have to get just calories from where we yeah. can and whatnot. Then. To the extent that, that in that world we still have deep fryers and the only state fairs and stuff. Working is the air fryer. Yeah, we <laughs> have cheap out. sources of like grains like that. But um but yeah, then to get Yeah. Just meat and if you get protein and whatnot, we gotta I mean I think somewhere some there's gotta be an island where you can have a baby fetus now. Like someone's got a pedophile yeah. island that's like specializes in like fucked up shit, it's like right? The evil women instead of um, fucking children are eating fetuses. Yeah. Prepared, yeah, I can get on that. That's metal. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to do it, but like, I support I you doing it. That's that's one of those like, t- take it's a real a atheist liberal and and be like and, and set it up so morally, <laughs> there in their world, there really wouldn't be anything wrong with it. But like, can you eat? It's like trying to get someone to sell their soul on paper, even though you know, obviously, they don't you know believe in that, or whatever. But a lot of times, people really have a hard yeah. time just selling their soul, like. Go eat a baby fetus. I mean, I don't want to eat the baby fetus, but I will open the restaurant that'll serve it to you. Yeah, if you'll, if anyone's willing to eat these, I'll make no. Like a baby fetus pate. You yeah, could do like a nice pate. That's probably what it'd be best served. A wine as, pairing honestly. kind of thing. Yeah, some nice crackers. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and can you make bone marrowy crackers? Like, could you crisp yeah. up a bone marrow into a cracker form? Uh well now they have all the little sciency tools to aerate things and make things and I mean yeah. probably you could do it. and if nothing else kind of infuse it into crackers you so can easily mean, like you get like a partial birth abortion bone marrow cracker mm-hmm. with the baby fetus pate that's an episode of Chef's Table yeah that. exactly well the secret <laughs> the ingredient it well Iron Chef is really my reference I don't even know what chopped whatever yeah, whatever's <laughs> on TV right now but um yeah where the secret ingredient is baby fetuses. <laughs> <laughs> Or one of the five in the case of Chopped, I guess. Oh, God. That's so good. Well, placenta, period blood, breast milk, fetuses. People already consume three of those four things. Placenta, period blood, and breast milk. So why is there a big deal with the fetus? 
again, once we're in the world where we, you know, no longer are able to just have all these cows and chickens running around everywhere and we still want meat and we're like, well, you look, people are having abortions, obviously, most of the time. Most people don't want to bring children into this world, you know. Yeah. <laughs> 2032. But they are doing their civic duty by keeping by the pregnancy keeping the preg- long enough to, to abort get, it exactly. and give us something There's, to eat. We figure out like the exact... Um, the most efficient uh, timeline for that, where she doesn't have to eat that much more to kind of fatten the kid up, just just as mu- uh, as much as it's most efficient, and then we have her, um, yeah, shit, take the pill or whatever. Or I, maybe we have to extract it. I don't know, but it'd be more efficient if she could take a pill and then just I don't know if you shit it out or it comes out your vagina. You know, it comes out your vagina like a miscarriage, right? Because yeah. basically it, it it induces miscarriage. So you just. You know, put your diva cup in, collect that. Your, your extra large diva <laughs> cup. Extra large diva cup. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe, I don't know what, you know, it could be like 10 weeks or something like that. And uh, I just love the idea of like somebody running around the house being like, money. fuck, where, where, where is what happened to my large... abortion diva cup? Have you seen where I put it? Dude, yeah, they pay us. I swear to God, I put it in that shelf. <laughs> they pay us $200 for these things. <laughs> I can't afford to miss this one. Yeah, you can, you know, get pregnant. I mean, then people would just be getting pregnant as well. Again, oh, this isn't yeah. a dystopia where you know, you're just getting pregnant because you're like, well, this is a decent way to make some money. I would do if I could get pregnant. I would do that today. To, to, for two hundred dollars, you would get I, be pregnant for I've eleven got a, weeks. I've got a breathing fetish, and like, wait. Also, again, I, you know, I, I could get over the. I think I could get past the trauma of perpetual abortions or repeated abortions especially if it especially if there's like this like business money thing going on it like i'm making money there's an incentive i know i'm not actually trying to get pregnant it does make you feel physically pretty bad for at least a little bit yeah there's gonna be like a delay but like 200 bucks like yeah man i would love to have someone breed me and then just like abort that (laughs) baby You know, that's a decent okay. stack of records well, right I mean, there. Like we, like we, you know, have learned again, and I don't know if this is the same for everyone or if, you know, the girl just got lucky, but like six to seven week abortion, because, cause, yeah, I didn't realize when I was telling the jokes about that, you know, and, and her perfect boobs coming in. That's a real thing. The, not Well, I knew it was a real thing, but I what I didn't realize is like, it's not just that once you, if you have the baby, the baby like will chew up the nipples and stuff with all that a suckling and, and, and things like that. And then they are getting saggy cause they've been too bit, whatever. Like it's because it, it, if, because if, you know, the girl had kept her pregnancy longer, her boobs would have gotten even bigger, I think. Um, but then, yeah, I mean they would have, cause they would have been filled milk and blah, blah, blah. And then I, so I assume like once, but, but so that's the thing. It's like most of the time when women get pregnant, um, and then they, if they keep the baby, then, as they breastfeed and whatnot, or as you know, then their their boobs actually go back to being just as small as before. So mm-hmm. it's only because she had the abortion that she that got to stayed. keep those. Yeah, yeah. So that you're in this perfect like. <laughs> that's just an out of two hundred dollars and so a boob saying. job. You get you Fuck get a yeah. boob job and you make whatever the going and I get to meat is. I get to have the satisfaction of knowing I've put in like you know a good day's work helping yeah. feed people and yeah. fuel their weird culinary well, and, adventures. And the reality will be it'll probably be just like how long can you go? Like we have a minimum of like a six week one where you get any you know nutrition at all, but then it, you'll get paid more the the more weeks that you can go. Um, 
before yeah. and then there'll probably will will really be partial birth abortions and stuff like that because legally we'll have it where you can abort right until the moment of parturition and so then people will just be like waiting for the <laughs> to get the fastest those Cali are the most can. expensive those ones. Are the most, yeah, because if you can get one where it's like almost born, if you can get one... Because then, then it's you, got a brain, so you can be like, ooh, have you had baby brain? Oh, they got a oh, brain, brain at like... Baby brain's so good. They definitely have a... They have like a three-ounce brain at 20 weeks, so I'm not sure exactly when. But, yeah, you know, but three ounces isn't that Three much. ounces is a serving. What are you talking... That's like a... That's like the... That's like one person. I'm just saying yeah, like... Yeah, one serving. I think you... I think with brain, I would rather it be a little bit more developed though, right? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know where... The, well, we don't know for, what the perfect... I want some time for that. I think the electricity running through it, you know, it's got really a little kinda, tiny brain, but I think it needs you to kind of neurons just, to be kind of connecting things yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and like, I think that like tenderizes it in some way, right? You want the woman to listen to Mozart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. before I eat that baby brain. Yeah, you want that to sink <laughs> in. I mean, it's hard. We don't know because our scientists are cowards. We don't yet know where the perfect line is for when baby brain is the most delicious, but, you know, maybe in a few hundred years. Some people are like, look, I'll eat a lot of things, but baby butthole out of the question. Calamar. Remember? Okay. You know, this American life story where they had this whole investigation because a lot of people were saying that, um, that calamari, like a lot of the time that you're getting calamari in America at this point, maybe around the world, I don't know. It's not really calamari. It's just cow bung cow buttholes yeah and they had like a whole thing and at the, by the end of the because it sounds like a crazy conspiracy theory but by the end of it you're going it sounds pretty likely that they are using cow butthole sometimes yeah <laughs> as Look, i'll eat a lot of buttholes <laughs> right so it's like yeah, i'm all for that baby buttholes in the future <laughs> yeah you never had baby butthole calamari oh mm, so oh, good yeah I mean, like, you just like the sauce you're dipping it in. You don't really like baby. Come. <laughs> Come, Aeoli. That'd be um, so disgusting. Uh, yeah, that sounds really gross. But, yeah. Well, so we'll see what planet Earth is like. And if, you, if, if humans are still here in a few hundred years, it's like everyone wants to save the human race. But it's like, if we make it, it's going to be a fucked up world. It's going to be so fucking wild. We're gonna, yeah. So. Oh, man. <laughs> See if Elon Musk will take us to the other planet. <laughs> He's like, yes, but the price is a baby butthole, actually. It's the price for a rocket ship. Oh, okay. Well, there was this, here's a cute little story, but there's a, uh, like the Cincinnati, what is it? Yeah, since, okay, a longtime broadcaster for the Cincinnati Reds. Did you hear this? No. He was suspended because he, it says he used an anti-gay slur on a hot mic during a game against the Kansas City Royals. And so he's uh, suspended. He, he, he seemed like he had a really like pretty sincere apology, whatever. I don't even care about that part. But the only, <laughs> it's just funny because it says, <laughs> okay, Thomas Brenneman, a broadcaster and play-by-play announcer for Spikes use use the slur while preparing to introduce the, the team's pregame show. What slur did he use? Did he say faggot? That's what I'm like hope. I mean, it was I assume faggot. I mean, it's possible he could have said what like dyke or something. Like what? I think it's faggot, right? Or but fag I'm just like or, or fa fag or faggot. Yeah. But so what is this like during his warm up? Unless he's he like <laughs> weird derogatorily, I guess. No, it would. It's gotta be. It's probably gotta be fag. But but they don't seem to say, which is unfair. But. But it's like, so unless he was just warming up and that's part of his routine that he usually keeps to himself. He's like, faggot, yeah. 
faggot. faggot. <laughs> Fetch a faggot for the faggot, friendly. Faggot. <laughs> or whatever, you know, I don't know. Whatever, like his little warm-up. But it just but hits all the right parts of my vocal box. He used, he used <laughs> I can't announce without it. He used a slur while preparing to introduce the tre- team's pregame show. So if, what was he? What was the pregame show about? Twenty? Uh, look at these faggots or something. Yeah. Like was it like that? Like I want to know the nature. This this article just like it goes on and on and on, and they just never tell you what he actually said or whatever. And I'm like, guys, you got to tell us the con. I want to hear. Was it funny? Was and it- also it's like he it's it said he used it while getting ready to announce on a hot. He didn't know his mic. Was, was on not. and he was like getting ready to announce and so like he was talking shit about a team he probably didn't yeah, like yeah it's probably a rival team <laughs> that's what I'm thinking he's going faggot you know what I mean and his friends <laughs> around or something and like I don't know do we need do we need a world in which some friends who all do a sports show together just talking shit about another team can't like especially if they don't have hate in their heart well, but it's, it, not, it's kind of the way you and I would just jokingly say yeah faggot. but I, I, I mean I'm still on the like unless you unless you're actually okay. on team faggot you yeah. don't get to say faggot I, but at but the I, same but time does, like, but at the same time this is like one of those levels of offense where it's like he didn't need to resign like there's like a threshold of like suspended. I'm not sure whether okay, they're gonna actually make there's him like resign. so much that's like dude like a, like a well worded two sentence three sentence apology you and can he, say faggot and he I, I think he I think he did a pretty good job uh, apologizing I, that's one where I'm like I would like him to get to work again I don't think we need to fire every single person who no. like gets caught saying faggot as a, as a joke like yeah probably he shouldn't but it's also you know he's older and like you know it's not that big of a deal it's It's not a good thing but it's not something he needs to be suspended it's good for that he apologizes it's good that everyone says hey guys we don't do that anymore sorry that wasn't professional make him put make him put on like you know a rainbow flag say sorry yeah stick a dick in his mouth for a second and we're we're good <laughs> yeah maybe we'll get to that point where you're just like if yeah, you say if faggot you gotta put a dick in your you mouth gotta put a dick in your mouth and then unless you're a lesbian um and yeah so i, I think that we could easily well it's just like my thing about louis ck it's like well okay what if the path to redemption involves you know him having to, to publicly have a man jizz on his face you know, maybe Dave Chappelle or something, you know, <laughs> like they're just like, let's brainstorm some ways where we go, you know, what would be if you're talking about he like does something like disgusting or degrading or uses whatever. It's like, well, maybe we should just like literally teach people a lesson. And I feel like that's instead of public executions, it's just like public face jizzings or and bukkake did, even. Yeah. Have, a, have, have a bunch of, have a bunch of comics roast the fuck out of Louie and all of his sexual discuss, you know, men and women comics, just like the best comics get out there and just tear him a new one about like what a fucking loser he is. You know what I mean? And then have a bunch of people, you know, jizz on his face or something. I don't know. I feel like, you know what I mean? Like there are ways to, but, the, the, but then you run the risk of like, but what if they're into it? it? I see that's the that's thing the with thing Louis. Is, I like, thought about that. If that's the case, like, because I would love to get Bukaki. Right. I thought about that. I I think that Louis, as much as he enjoys the humiliation, I think that he's still got the old school like, don't put fucking jizz on my face. I feel like that would really be upsetting to him. And so if what we're saying I think is like, what what if it's just you have to you get shit on like people literally on, okay. just shit on you because there's yeah. that's there's even smaller of a group that that's, that's appealing point. to right right it's like, and yeah. it's not triggering in the same way it's just it, real instead of disgust, a jury of your peers twenty five of your closest colleagues or whatever which, shit on or, you or whichever of these women feels like most like she wants to shit on because some people don't want to interact publicly publicly you shit and on it's him. like you know an executioner thing like he's just laying in a box and like the asses just come and stick through a curtain so you don't have to see the like people's that. faces and then they just shit all over him right 
and we and it's like an execution public execution or hanging back in the day you know you you show everybody yeah and i think you know because what we what we've heard is like a lot of these these men who want um sex workers to uh, shit on them or talk about shitting on them or in their mouths or all this kind of stuff uh, turn out to be ones who have committed like white collar crimes or even if things aren't um, illegal but that just really like they know that, that they're immorally fucking people out of money in order to enrich themselves. Those kinds of people seem to want like that kind of thing to be degraded to sort of pay for their sins and I think that's like the, what this impulse that we're going on here like instead of it being like oh let's have you enjoy it sexually it's like no let's publicly shit on you but again then Literally. what if they're into it because they but i'm just saying that's such a small like yeah. yeah and it's a difference between like setting too right yeah. you know it's like if it's like ooh, i want you to shit on me versus like hey we're gonna show the nation you naked yeah. with a bunch of people shitting on you and oh, that's like, a good point and Louis not like, has to be naked in front of us oh yeah that would be good, we're not yeah. shitting on them clothed like we're shitting on your naked fucking body yeah. and like you and this isn't like a you know ooh I just have like one little nugget this is like no we'll come up with like a great diet of just like you know whatever's gonna make the most putrid shit come out of you then like give you like a little bit of like a laxative right so it's not just like a it's not just like a nugget coming out you're gonna get splattered you're gonna get fucking covered people just want to talk about a path to redemption and these bitches are gonna ice you like a fucking cake we don't have any good (laughs) ideas right now right now there's the the legal ramifications are all pretty simple it's like for various crimes we can imprison you for various lengths of time we can you know kill you we can um make you do community service like we don't have a lot of options there and then publicly what we're doing is like trying to get people fired or trying to just hurt their reputation or um annoy them or, um, you know, cause them to lose business, whatever. This it's is like a good the, middle ground. The, we also don't have a lot of great options there, and it's annoying. We have this whole cancel culture that everyone knows is like inadequate to the task, and sometimes overreaches, and blah blah blah. And it's because we're not getting creative about like, okay, if we really talk about a path to redemption, we need to culturally have some ideas like about how you would repent, how you would be able to show people that you're penitent. And it's like, oh, I did something like sexually upsetting to this person, to someone else, to multiple people. I did some, whatever, like we need to f- the, find ways to make the punishments meet the cr- match the crime. And we don't really have those options with our l- legal system or this boring Twitter mob. <laughs> the Twitter yeah. mob can't do that. We need to have, you know, be like, okay, some, some moderation of, or, or, you know, maybe the, 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 the Louis CKs could do that themselves. Once you really wanted path to redemption could say, come forward and be like, Hey, I want my, you know, the people who feel victimized by me to get together and decide what kind of punishment they think would meet this. And then, you know, I'll do that. And, you know, these chicks get together and be like, yeah, let's fucking shit on it. You know what I mean? Like, that's the kind of thing that I think people might come up with. keep your mouth closed, but we do get to shit on you. We get to shit on, yeah. What if they're like, no, you have to keep your mouth open. They like, they like get, use those dental tools that like, ah, like pulls well, your mouth the apart. Thing. If they said that, then, you know, the man or whoever, you know, would have the opportunity to say, okay, no, it's not worth it to me. But so the, I'm not willing to do that. But oh, also we what, could judge the women if we were like, dude, okay, he jerked off in front of you. You don't get to shit in his mouth. <laughs> Let's be reasonable. You can shit. I like to think that there would then be a new breed of lawyer that's just like, yeah. you know, like negotiates these things like, all right, you can shit on him, but not not in his mouth exactly. and like then their lawyers come back their and lawyers moderate the whole yeah exactly <laughs> i mean 
all this extra legal system that we set up still has lawyers. I, yeah. I would be like, it's like, you have to watch me fuck your daughter. And I mean, if like, the daughter is into it. Like, yeah, but it's like the daughter would, but with the, I mean, this isn't like him in particular, but just somebody, right? It's just like, and she's like, yeah, my dad's a fucking asshole. You can rail me in front of him for sure. He would hate that. Yeah. Go team go. Uh, that would be really, I, that would really, really deter, determine from doing things. I think yeah, if we do something to that level and your daughter might spite fuck somebody in front, in front of, you. of you. Yeah. Do you want to want have to watch your daughter fuck someone? Then don't treat women that way. Yeah. It's a good point. Or I mean, your son. That Mavis really. You like, don't want to acknowledge the fact that your son's bi, even though he's mostly dated women, mm-hmm. but like you do something bad and like, Jesus. The son's like, yeah, I'm going to spite fuck somebody in front of you. You're going to have to dude. come to terms with the fact that some I love a dick in the ass. ass. Yeah. Yeah. He's not, yeah. You're not, he's not going to watch his son top some dude. That would be fine. Mostly. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to, you have to time. watch me love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Boy. Then, yeah. I think that would deter some stuff. And then I'm going to shit his jizz on your face. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> what Get did this fucking, man do, by the way, that he deserves I, I this? What hypothetical situation are we he in? Sucked a five-year-old's ball sack or something. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. If you're, well, I don't know. Yeah. Are That's pedophiles n- affected the same way by watching their kids get fucked like that? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just- no, it would have to be pretty, pretty bad. But point being, we just, you know, there's creative ways to try to make um, the punishments meet the crimes. And yeah, that would be one to reserve for, for something really bad, yeah. <laughs> I, I think, because watching your child get fucked, no matter what the gender fucking sex combo of any of it is, if you're watching your child get fucked, like that's a lot. <laughs> that's yeah, a lot. Look, your eyes like clockwork orange open. <laughs> yeah. So that, yeah. But, you know, it reminds me of the the incredible Fiona Apple song on the the latest album called for her and it's like you know when it comes to the like um i guess the denouement of the song that where she's like yeah you don't know what you did you raped me in the same bed your daughter was born in and it's like even when that's not true for people literally that thing of like how can men especially who have daughters or, you know, treat women this way. And it's like, yeah, if you really do, I mean, that's the, yeah, if you rape a woman, yeah, you probably should have to watch your daughter get fucked. Yeah. You know? Yeah. At least. Because I think we should put a bullet in your head. Yeah. So, you know, I think I was going to say, that, two episodes ago, you made your position very clear. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I don't, does anyone, this is, you know, some people are like, oh, about pedophilia, like, oh, let's kill them all. And I'm like, yeah, sure, kill those people, but you should, you should feel that way about all rape. Yeah. Yeah. You can feel the way extra about pedophilia if you want to. But if you don't want to put a bullet in the head of a rapist, then something's weird there. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's kill pedophiles. Let's kill all rapists if we're killing. I think a lot of men are like secretly scared that's them. Exactly. You don't, you know, you're like, it was that one time I might have kind of raped that girl, but she didn't like fight me as hard as you'd think if she. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's it. Exactly. So I had a pretty profound little experience recently. Uh Um, I like went on a date with this girl, uh, this trans girl um, who just moved to Austin at the beginning of the pandemic and like, Mm -hmm. you know, doesn't really know anybody. Right. But we matched on Tinder and talked for a while and, and it's wild that I actually have had a conversation with anybody via messaging. So it's like, okay, we, well, now let's get together. And so we had like a cute 
outside date, right? And like, um, are also, you fucked outside? No, <laughs> I might cut this. I don't know. I don't know where this is going to go because it is I, kind of like some, and I don't know exactly how I'm going to talk about it because I'm trying. I'm going to be try and be pretty sensitive about it. Mm-hmm. It's about people's bodies, but uh, so we ended up like going back to her place and like hooking up and having sex. And it was amazing. It was like a really great time. But for me, what was uh, so wild about it was like she it's the first trans person I've ever hooked up with that's had bottom surgery. And so like I I got to like touch and see and fuck Mm -hmm. like, you know, somebody's, you know, new vagina. Yeah. I think people call them like neo neo vagina. Some people do. I'm sure this is kind of like little people where everyone has a different opinion yeah. about what they're she calling. She says their sometimes pussy. she calls it her cyber pussy. Yeah. Which I really like. That's giant. Yeah. Um but it was it was a really crazy experience for me cuz like before cuz like at first I you know I had this moment where like I was making a joke to her while we were messaging but it kind of implied she had a dick because I just think of all trans girls as having dicks. Like most trans yeah. girls I know have dicks, right? right. Um, and then like in a couple of messages, she mentioned that she'd had bottom surgery and I was like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, holy shit. Like one, yay, go you. But two, like then the reality clicked of like, oh, fuck. Like we're definitely at the point in like chit-chatting where it's like, yeah, if if slash when we finally get together, we kind of want to hook up. Like we're not looking yeah, for like yeah. a romantic relationship, but she would she wants like platonic friendship with like some benefits. Right. Yeah. And so I had to face the reality of like, Oh man, like can I, can, do I have like the emotional strength to like fuck a new pussy? What do you mean? I mean, cause I really want one. Yeah. And like, I don't know if like, what what it's going to be like emotionally to stare the thing that you want? Wouldn't in the you want? I mean, to be crude, give it a test drive, but also like it's like so wild to th- that we're at a point where in history where a trans woman with a dick can have PIV with a trans woman with a vagina, and don't you just want to be a part of the history of all this? Yes, which is where I did end up. <laughs> you <laughs> Inside <know>? her? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's that part of history. Uh-huh. But like, it, it, I mean, I didn't know the answer to that first, right? Like it took me, it didn't take me long, but it did take me like, you know, about like an hour of just like, I didn't want to just like be like, ooh, yeah. I, I know I can You're do that, right? Yeah. Well, I just wanted to like, because we weren't like negotiating anything via text. I just spent an hour to like sit with myself and like, I kind of wanted, I kind of wanted to like hold those feelings and be like, explore them. Right. And like put myself through different situations. Cause it's like, you know, I was like, what if I'm like going down on her and it's like such a moving experience. I just like burst into tears, Okay, you know, like that. I was afraid of crying and like not (laughs) being able to like handle like being around her vagina. How long she had it, you know? I don't know. Because it's like, yeah, I mean, do you know, like, if she's already probably had people cry? (laughs) No, that's the thing is, like, I'm trying not to talk about her too much because I don't really want to, like, you know, it's more, I'm more trying to talk about, like, my experience with it. Right. Because it's like, I don't know what she's comfortable with and, like, you know. Right, right, right. It's your new vagina, so, like, I'm not going to, like, 
yeah, you know. Sure, sure. You got to ask like, yeah, how people want their new vaginas to be talked about on the gender fluid podcast. Right? <laughs> it's like... That's part of the, like, can I use your name? Can I talk about your genitals? <laughs> like, yeah, what are we I know. Doing? I didn't ask that before I left and it, or before we started recording. So I'm just kind of... Maybe I'll circle back to it in another you episode. Just text her. <laughs> yeah. Before you edit it. Well, we are going to see each other again. Okay, so, like, I'll talk to her about it then. But, like... um yeah, I thought I was going to fucking cry. I didn't know if I was like, you know, because it's like in my head before this, there was such a weird uh, idea of what this vagina is, right? The mm-hmm. one that I kind of want, you know, it, which is like I, I I have an idea of what it looks like and how it happens and what it feels like. But like, Word. but there's, but it's kind of like, it was, it's kind of like the same feeling before starting transition. You hope you're going to end up in a good place, but you're aware of the reality that like things might not go so yeah. well. Right. Yeah. Or, or that like the reality of what you're aiming for isn't like what's going to happen. As with everything in life, but yeah. Way. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's just life. And so I have that idea with like wanting bottom surgery where it's like, I know it's a thing I want, but like there's, and like I have a great time fantasizing about it right. and like what that life would be like and things like that. But at the same time, the reality of like what it, like maybe like it's not not all it's copped up to be because it's like here's the thing. It's like the number of people that have bottom surgery that actually regret it is like super, super low. Mm-hmm. Everybody more or less is always like, yeah, I really fell in love with my new vagina. I'm like, but yeah. you can't say anything else right. after you've done it. it. Like, feels like the cognitive distance. How people get a tattoo and all of a sudden it's their favorite thing and they can't wait to get more and more yeah. tattoos. Yeah, we, there, we do but have like, a cognitive dissonance thing where we're going to convince like, ourselves of whatever. It's adaptive. You, we're adaptive. Yeah. Unless you are depressive, you're going to convince yourself you've made the right decision most of the time just because that's how our brains evolved to be. Right. So it is a strange philosophical question. If you've then convinced yourself it's what you want, then isn't it you still truly don't regret it right i mean but like usually not really lying real me you know that's like part of like my like mind that like i don't let like run like yeah my reality right yeah but real me knows and and knows that like that's not most people like most people don't actually regret it and like are using that to compensate and just saying it right i think most people genuinely do love it right but that part of my brain is still there right And so that that's been my whole conceptualization of like wanting bottom surgery in a weird way. And now I have this weird like opportunity to like stare the thing in the face. But it's only for one thing, one version of it by one surgeon. I know, but it's the version that they're doing at the year she got it. I know, but I'm just saying like it's still just a wild thing to be like. That's why I didn't know if I would cry or not because if it's like holy shit. I I'm I know I'm pretty sure I believe that it is as great as everyone says. Yeah. And so like when I'm there and seeing that it actually <laughs> is and those worries kind of go away, yeah. the worries become smaller. Yeah. Uh, what am I going to feel? Right. right? What am I going to feel when like the doubt isn't as large? Well, or anymore? you had to have the, the fear of like, but what if it's like, what if, what if it's what, not terrible what I want at all? Yeah. yeah. I also had that yeah, thought. Yeah. And then and you have to be like, like fuck. Yeah, but that's the thing is like I do have a good relationship with my dick. Yeah, like I if oh, if, yeah, that's true. if that and I had to have that conversation too, where it was like if what if I get there and it's not like something I'm like oh wow that's not a thing I could 
Yeah, or I just like do. we're gonna wait a few more years on that. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I I'm happy and have like you know planned through my life like having a dick before, right? Yeah. And I'm comfortable with that, even though I do want bottom surgery. I'm I'm kind of in the middle of maybe like one day both, they'll be right? able to put a vagina up under your dick so you can keep both. Yeah, that's really my dream. See, that's like, what can I, you not just make a hole in me? Yeah. I just want a hole that's not my asshole to get fucked. We in. should all just have both genitals then, ideally. Like if we get to that point, then like how many that fucking quote amazing. unquote cis people are gonna just be like, well, yeah. I'm if I can get a digger of pussy, yeah. <laughs> who's not? Like, what if a loser wouldn't? If we all could just, because that's like with trans dudes, right? Can't they, they just sew it? They don't have to close up the I vagina. I don't know right? anything about the bottom surgery. I think they for have trans to close dudes. up the vagina, so it's just kind of like that dude. would be the fucking best. So then, yeah, why not? Like, if you, yeah, like I don't want to. Why do we have to use my dick to clo- to turn it inside out? Like, why don't we just? Can you not? Yeah, can you not like just we, take a piece of dicks? like skin or intestine and like give me a new hole? Yeah, whether it's from my body cut somewhere my ba- else. Because here's what I want: I want you to cut take my balls. cut my balls out. Yeah, and then use the like scrotal skin For to the, make the like the lippy lips. area. So already what they're doing usually, but but and now then, you can, like, yeah. But you're saying yeah, we could get rid of the balls, but some men are gonna want to keep their balls, I guess. But I mean, why? yeah, but like that's lame. Like let's have they a, want yeah. babies. Well, okay, so maybe we could keep one ball. I mean, ball, you could probably like one ball, one lip. I mean, what that would, what that, all this would do would be democratize like sperm donors and like the, you know, drop the price yeah. for that, right? Because it, everyone just jerks, like, saves all their sperm. Yeah, save it up, like you know. Yeah. Um. Anywho, so. <laughs> In a perfect world. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I fucking. I, you know, I, yeah, so I had all this thought of like, what if it's not? And could I keep my dick? And then we get there and like, um, it, it was amazing. And it was like, oh, fuck. Like, this is really, this seems pretty tight. This seems pretty fucking awesome uh-huh. without going into like too much detail yeah. <laughs> because I don't, that's where I'm like, I don't really yeah. want to violate her privacy. But just like suffice it to say, I got there and not only was I super, super happy about it, but like the any nerves I felt was was immediately uh, kind of like overworn or like overdone or overshadowed or whatever by uh, horniness Uh and just being into it. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know if I, I think it feels better than a butthole like well it's supposed to i know but i'm just saying i really like anal like i really like fucking people in the ass it feels great it's got a very specific like tightness and warmth yeah versus like a vagina like a i guess what would you, like a non-neo vagina uh-huh i don't know how to dis- differentiate between cis- vaginas a cis vagina <laughs> i hate that <laughs> yeah that doesn't sound good are cis anyway even if yeah trans. so like an OG vagina <laughs> versus a yeah. cyber pussy. Yeah. But like, uh, cause I do like cyber pussy. That's cool. Um, mm-hmm. vagina too. It'd be a good band name. Cyber pussy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it felt so good. It was just like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's like, you know, okay, this is really nerdy, but there's like this dude named Alan Badu who's like a philosopher who I hate. He's really annoying, but he has this idea of this thing called the new and the new is like anything that comes into being that fundamentally changes how everything around it was seen or relationship to it before. Like it changes Mm. what the reality is in a way. So like 
an, an example of the news, like when uh, irrational numbers were like invented, right? Mm-hmm. That was like a new thing that like changed how all of mathematics related to it, right? For me, this was like that, where it's just like, I don't have a set of experiences or words that accurately describe the feeling of it. It's like, it's its own type of like whole that yeah. ha- that has like an entire like set of like feelings to it that are uniquely its own. Yeah. And I'm like fucking all about it. Yeah. Well, plus, I mean, each one that you encounter is probably going to be somewhat different, different as well. Like and vaginas. So yeah. Like vaginas, like but in like vaginas. kind of also <laughs> these like a newer and new and remixing kind of ways, you know, there's just going to be some more variety with all that. So um, it's kind of a fascinating, you could become like a birder of trans vaginas. <laughs> 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 or like a sommelier. I can be Dude, like, oh, Dr. Do, so-and-so yeah. did this one. You've already hooked up with like enough trans women. You'll continue to be like hooking up with more and more trans women for the rest of your life. Right. So you should just start like documenting. How good are you sketching? I'm terrible at <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, we need like the I Lewis like, and Clark. You need like a little. Can I take a picture? Like this is going to sound weird. Your face isn't going to be in it, but I am. I'm kind of a birder, but with, with cyber, pussy, cyber pussy. So like, can I just take a picture of yours? You can yeah, print out little guides eventually to the different I'll make varieties. A book out of it. You, you see the patterns and you, yeah, name the different <laughs> species. Found in more temperate zones in the United uh-huh. States. <laughs> Oh, it's just like yeah, and it has to do with maybe you know you could even know which which doctors doing yeah, it. Yeah, that's what which, I'm saying. Like I'd be like, yeah. oh, you can tell by the way the mm-hmm. lip curls the, there yeah, that exactly. Doctor <laughs> really Smith did that the one. Expert and <laughs> <laughs> all of this. I mean, I think you should honestly. Uh, that's that'd be a lot of fun. I might do that. Yeah. But it was a wild experience. It definitely didn't dissuade me from wanting bottom surgery. And yeah. it made me want it a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, if you, you have to be, if if you have to be reassured by that immensely, like I always assume, you know, you, I didn't know if, I guess I wasn't sure if you had, no, we would have talked about it if you had, um, encountered one before, but like, it's a, of course you're going to wait until you've happened to hook up with at least one person. <laughs> with one I, don't, days, I don't think, no, I mean, before my plan was just to do it without having ever seen It never occurred felt. to you to be like, oh, No, wonderful. it definitely occurred to me. I was like, I've, I've always said that I wanted to like fuck Check somebody with like a new vagina, but like, I always thought it was just a joke because I thought the pot, it was such an impossibility. What? No, more and more people are doing it. I know more and more people are doing it, but it's still not super common, right? Yeah. And, and it's like, and it's in, you know, then it's even less common that I have any interest in the person and even less common that they're, if I do that, they're like single. And then, even, you know, it's just like the, the chances of all those things lining up are pretty small in a lot of ways. Right. And so it's just like, can I say something you're going to have to cut out? <laughs> yeah. I love that. It's so hot. Uh I don't know. I don't know. Like her personality. They're gonna is weird give me the I, nickname, the Bird Watcher. I know. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, yeah, it'll be. Int- I'm curious to see. Uh, yeah, whether whether you like her because so I'm curious. But <laughs> okay, I'll cut that. Yeah, I cut all that out. I'm not, you know, I don't Probably, I mean, I always wondered if she listens to the podcast too. Because there's a certain way, like she kind of like interacts with me. 
I think a lot of people listen and don't tell us. Yeah. That's the vibe (laughs) I get. That's the vibe I get too about. Because it's sometimes people just know some shit that I've only talked about on here. And I'm like, yeah. Are you listening to the podcast? Uh But anyway, um, okay, well, unbreak. Um, well, hey, you know, I just wanted to also mention to our listeners that, you know, well, it's my birthday tomorrow or a few days ago, whatever, in your time. And uh, we just also hit the three-year anniversary of gender fluids. Yeah. Which is, you know, not really a coincidence that those are close together. It's just that we decided to do to smoke the DMT on the first episode or in the middle of recording our first episode. And I wanted to have smoked DMT before that birthday. So we did it like a week before my, my birthday. And so here August we are. 13th, August 13th, 2017 mm-hmm. was when we recorded. So I don't know first. when the first episode actually got released. Right. Yeah. But like, that's when we sat down to record it. Right. So there you go. So anyway, as a, as a birthday present for me and an anniversary present for gender fluids, please just either fucking rate the podcast on one of the apps, tell a friend about the podcast, write a review, um, support our Patreon. Post, I mean, just post if you about it yeah, on social just like media. Share, like, Look what I'm listening to. It's so nice when you share it on yeah. you know, Instagram or something. Little stories. And, it, you know, you could tag uh, us and not just gender fluids sometimes, or at least tag me because, you know, Ava runs the gender fluids. So yeah. if you want me to see something, if you just tag at Ellen Genderless on there, then I get to see it too. So that's Please do that. We've never we've never done a limp dick fetish. Oh God! <laughs> it's really kind of up there with tickling for yeah, me. On yeah. like, uh, yeah, it's upsetting. Like I'm trying not to judge people for being into those things, but it's like, mm. I mean, I think like dicks are cute when they're limp. Like girl, I think cute girl dick like. It's like cute, Every like but it's it's girl like dick. I imagine just like a little dick, but with like a little pink bow above it or something. That's <laughs> <laughs> what my brain's doing. I don't intend this. I love that. <laughs> what am I supposed to imagine when I see girl dick? I that, just see a just dick a, with imagine a pink that. Bow. Imagine like the dick with the cute little like embarrassed like cheeks on it, like the anime cheeks, like the oh. Uh-huh. And that, that's what I imagine when I imagine girl dick, just okay. like a cute little girl. Even though some you know girls are fucking slaying it, and it's like. Damn, girl dick. Um, <laughs> but like, anywho, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I like I like it part of like the whole like the dick with everything. But like, some people are just into like close up pictures of limp dicks, and that I don't like at all. Or like, you know, like I I thought about like you know someone just trying to shove a limp dick into you, like they just like the uh, like the idea and feeling of like being penetrated by like a limp cock. This and like, you like, know, it just slipping on the outside, just slipping on the hole, just trying to get in, but it can't quite make it. Then finally they like smush it in, right? And they kind of thrust them in it, but it doesn't really get hard. This and is so, like that thing where people like being told they have a tiny little dick or something where it's your fear. You're, you're, you've learned to enjoy your fear. And so if like the fear is 
this person can't get hard for me, then your way of dealing with that is, oh, I actually like it soft. I actually want, you know what I mean? Now, I think I'm not I, saying that's directly their thing. I'm just saying yeah. that's culturally like kind of where these yeah. fetishes come from are playing off of those. Um, Interesting. See, you know, I I've always thought of it as like a as like a sensation texture thing, Ugh. like wanting to feel like a limpy dick, like just has a different feel to it. Like it's kind of sluggish. Right. Or, um, I don't, I don't get, you know, Gross. I mean, I, I've definitely felt it before. Right. Yeah. And it's not unpleasant, but it's not yeah, like I can a see thing. That if you were into dicks, it just being kind of a neutral thing of like, that's cute. We're ha ha ha. We're playing with your dick. Yeah. But there's some people like I, cause I found a few blogs that are just like limp dick blogs. <laughs> <laughs> I should go like make myself look at it just to try to desensitize myself. Ugh, God. <laughs> dicks are so gross just a video of a dude me. just swinging his dick around oh, and just being like limp and floppy oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> i hate limp dicks like i hate shit dude <laughs> don't. the only time i think i've ever really gotten off to like a video of a limp dick is when it's like been a dude or a lady i guess um getting like fucked so hard in the ass that their limp dick like comes like they're not hard but like they have like an anal orgasm but it yeah. starts like linky linking leaking come uh-huh. i yeah. think that's hot i think it's hot when it's just like flopping around and dangling and like comes just like leaking out of okay. it because yeah. it's like so uncontrolled it's like oh yeah, look it, at you it, and you're like animal state out, just yeah. like yeah yeah, I see that. I see that. Yeah, in that one context. That's the only good dicks, limp dick, though. Yeah, but otherwise, yeah, it's just just get it harder, put it away, you know? <laughs> I have had fun playing with my own limp dick, right? Like, Sure, just the way you'd play with those like slippery things that they had yeah. at the Fort Rainforest Cafe or whatever that was at the mall. Or, like, it's also just, I don't know, it's fun and funny, like, at least with, like, Alexis and I, like, we laugh a lot and joke a lot during sex. And so, but so like, there's just like a lot of times where like, <laughs> like if I'm like riding her face and, or like face fucking her on top, like I'm with my thighs on either side of her head, like, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. like I'll pull out. Right. But then I can just kind of like lay my dick on like her eye. Like it just <laughs> flops down on her face and we both laugh. Cause it's silly how floppy it is. Yeah. So f- I, like I think it limp dick can be cute in like a prop comic kind of right, way. Right, <laughs> exactly. But like what you're talking about isn't sexual. Y'all are having no, fun. It's funny. A fetish. Yeah. People who are into it. Into it. Like yeah. if you're just into like limp dick face slaps. Ew. Is that better than in hard dick face slaps? Like, I yeah. I mean, I don't think so. I mean, I think like a hard dick face slaps like way hotter it's than like funny a, though. Like yeah, those <laughs> slap you with my limp. It's dick. like insulting. I'm like, yeah, I'm not <laughs> turned on by you. I'm just slapping you with this dick. You can't even get hard. Yeah, I could see all that appealing to a certain type of person. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck. Uh, some of us are the, you know, there's two types of people in the world. People who would want to get slapped by a hard dick or dildo, and people <laughs> who want to get slapped by a limp one. <laughs> it's an interesting insult to people like limp yeah. dick. Uh, you know? Yeah, exactly. Limp, limp dick lover. Limp dick sucker. Limp cock sucker, yeah. It's more better to longer thing of just like 
You you like getting slapped by limp dick. <laughs> 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 what an interesting roast of someone. <laughs> uh, or just like you're sucking I'm a dick the, that doesn't get hard. Is people into that, you know? I do. Okay, not gonna lie. I do like that. I do like... Cause, uh, just because from dating trans girls, some mm-hmm. trans girls just don't get hard. And like, uh, it's a lot of fun to suck a limp dick. Well, see, there you go. So you kind of got it. But it's like, but I'm not into it because it's limp. Uh-huh. But it is fun to do. Yeah. I don't know okay. how to make Yeah, just because it's just a, dy- a dynamic that you can play with where you can kind of keep yeah. sucking on it like that and giving someone pleasure without it being. It's such more a like hole. eating someone out at that point. Yeah. It's less like sucky and more like tongue work. Right, exactly. Yeah, so. With some sucky turn. Tossed in. Mm-hmm. Anywho. <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> Do we cover limp dicks? I guess. I mean, it's a really uninteresting fetish. I, know, I mean, there's some stuff going on there, but it just seems like, all right, you know, that's good because there's plenty of people who can't get it up, and Viagra isn't really good for your heart. So. This is good. Hopefully those people can get matched up. If you have erectile dysfunction, find someone with a limp fetish. Yeah. Instead of taking pills. There isn't one, I'd add. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Limp dick seeking. (laughs) Dude, I was going to say, if you are the limp dick seeker and you can't find good limp dick, then like something's wrong with you because there is plenty of limp (laughs) dick out there that would love to get sucked. (laughs) You know? Okay. All right. (laughs) Bye. This has been another NPR production out of Safe Space Studios. We're broadcasting on 66.6 FM. That's KFUX. Peace. Ciao. This has been a Hoo Ha Ha podcast.